You are listening to the weekly podcast of City Church Orlando, located just off of 1792 at 650 Airport Boulevard in Sanford, Florida. Our website, orlandocitychurch.com. Today, lead pastor Eugene Smith will start our new series called It's a Wonderful Life. It really is a wonderful life because we have life that matters. God created you for significance. Your life has a purpose with God. God called you to a life of blessing. Your life was meant to bring pleasure to God. And finally, God came that you may experience salvation. Our scripture text comes from Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 3. Today's message is entitled, Your Life Matters. Four-week series entitled, It's a Wonderful Life. How many of you have seen the movie, It's a Wonderful... Let's do it this way. How many have not seen the movie? Let's do it that way. How many have not seen... Awesome, awesome. Well, guess what? Uh, you're going to see some clips from The Wonderful Life over the next few weeks. But uh, we are going to have a family night on December 19th. And uh, we did this last year with great success. We showed the, the movie. Last year, the movie was uh, A Christmas Carol, right? Bah Humbug. And we had a family night. We had a lot of fun, popcorn, hot chocolate. And uh, this year, we're going to watch, watch It's a Wonderful Life. And we're going to watch it in the original black and white. All right, and it's on December 19th, but we have lots of fun things, exciting things coming up this Christmas season. We got caroling, we got movie family night, we got two Christmas Eve services. Amen. Come on, let's give God a big hand. Candlelight service, it'll be a one hour, it'll be the conclusion to our series on It's a Wonderful Life. And I want you to know this morning, I believe that not this service, but I believe that God has something special, not just for you, but people that God has put in your area of influence. I believe that this is the season that people are the most receptive to hear the wonderful message of the good news of Jesus. Really, Christmas is all about Jesus, and It's a Wonderful Life can only be possible by having a personal, authentic, real, real relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is no other way to It's a Wonderful Life. People try all kinds of things. People look for happiness and fulfillment, but we have discovered that the answer truly is in Jesus Christ. And at Christmas, many times people do look back to the birth of Christ. And if Christ would have never been born, if Christ would have never been born, lots of things never would have happened. But you and that personal relationship that you have with God today on an individual, personal, personal basis would have never happened. And so Jesus is not only the reason for the season from the past, Jesus is the reason for the season for our future. And that's really what Christmas, the celebration of Christmas is really about looking forward to the coming, the advent, the coming of our King. The title of this series is It's a Wonderful Life. The message this morning is Your Life Matters. Everyone say, Your Life Matters. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to stand with me and I want you to turn to the book of Ephesians. It'll be up on the screen, but I hope you have your Bibles this morning. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to read verses 3 through 8. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. And the Bible says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Everyone say chose. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in, in his sight. In love. Everyone say, in love. 
Oh, he is in love with you today. He predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters. All the daughters say daughters. Through Jesus Christ. In accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. In accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. A great Bible scholar, F.F. Bruce, said, This letter was written to encourage the Gentile Christians to appreciate the dignity of their calling. To appreciate the dignity of their calling. This morning, we're going to talk about your life matters. Let's bow our head and pray. Father, I pray that in these next few moments that the power of your spirit will be here to open every heart. I pray, Lord, that your grace is sufficient for everyone today. And I pray, Lord, that your blessing, Lord, will touch our lives and our hearts so that we can receive the the unchanging, all-powerful truth that Jesus Our lives do matter. I thank you today that you have created each of us for a a purpose and a plan. And I pray that as we travel on this journey together these next four weeks and discover that our life can truly be wonderful in you, I pray that your blessing will be upon this word. I ask this now in your wonderful and mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. The point. Everyone say the point. The point of my message this morning is is that it is a wonderful life because God created us to live a life that matters. God created us to live a life that matters. It's a wonderful life because God created you to live a life that matters. You ever had something unordinary or extraordinary happened in your life before you were just having an ordinary day and all of a sudden something extraordinary happened anybody ever happen have that happen to you before come on anybody just kind of living all of a sudden something unexpected takes place in your life anybody beside me okay I was just thinking, my wife and I were talking about this this week, about, about something extraordinary that happened kind of in an ordinary time of our life. We were living here in Central Florida, and most of you that have lived here for a period of time, you remember this day. It was the summer of 2004, and it was an ordinary summer in Central Florida. It was hot. It was muggy. The mosquitoes were out in full force. I mean, it was what we typically, uh, what we typically, typically expect about a, a Florida summer. But we started hearing news reports about hurricanes. Anybody remember the summer of 2004? Well, all of a sudden, I mean, we didn't know what a hurricane was. I don't know, at least I'd, I had never been in a hurricane, and probably most of us here in this room, unless you had lived here since the early 60s, had never experienced a hurricane here in central Florida. And so I remember, you know, they kept talking about it in the news, but I really wasn't sure what a hurricane was. Was it a tornado? I mean, as a matter of fact, I remember Austin, he had like this pull-out thing out of his drawer, and he pulled it out of his drawer, and when he heard the reports about the hurricane coming, when the wind started blowing, he, he got that board out and he was walking around the house with this board over his head to protect him thinking that the house is going to fall in I mean we didn't know we didn't know but it was an ordinary day that turned extraordinary and when that wind began to blow I didn't know how it was going to blow but then I started seeing things blow down the street anybody remember that 
I mean, roofs started blowing down the street, and, and uh, we had a couple from the church and, and their kids with us, and we had just made it a great big party. We figured in the Northwest, when it snowed, we'd have snow days and have big parties, so we'd have a hurricane party at our house, and, and so we had a couple over, and we were just having a great time, and, and uh, the wind was blowing, and I remember all of a sudden, we, we heard a crack. Yeah, anybody remember some of those cracks? Well, it was a crack of a tree, and I didn't know where the tree was. But all of a sudden, the boys were all playing uh, upstairs. And, and we were ready for this thing. Man. We didn't know what it meant, but we were ready. We had a generator, and the boys had their Xbox still hooked up, and they were playing. We were making an extraordinary day as ordinary as we possibly could. And, and I remember they were playing a video game, and all of a sudden, they all come running down from upstairs and saying, Hey, Dad, Dad, the tree fell on top of our truck. The tree fell on top of our car. I mean, all, I mean, it was, I said, no way. And I go outside, and this great big old oak tree that was in the front of our house was laying right down the middle. I mean, right down the middle of our expedition. And I, I mean, it was just, you know, it was just one of those things, and there was no control. It was, a, it was an ordinary summer, but it turned to an extraordinary, extraordinary day. And it really had an extra, extraordinary effect on our lives. And for the next couple of months, I had to get the car repaired, and they wouldn't total it. And I kept thinking, this thing is never going to be the same again, and the top was all crunched in. But there were lots of us that had extraordinary events. We had over $250,000 of damage take place on this campus in 2004. That was actually our very first year in this building. And we had not just one hurricane, but how many did we have? Four? I remember three. We had four hurricanes. I mean, people were, you know, trying to sell their homes. And that's a, it's the, let me tell you, it's the wrong time to try, try to sell your home after four hurricanes. All right, just hold on for a little while. It'll get better. Everyone say, it'll get better. But in our movie, It's a Wonderful Life, there's a guy named George Bailey. And he's living kind of an ordinary life. Now, although he had an idea that his life would be something spectacular, his life would be something incredible, his life didn't turn out the way that he thought it should. I mean, as a young man, he was full of dreams, and he had visions. And as a matter of fact, as you watch the movie, there's some really cool scenes when he's a kid dreaming about his future and the plans that he was making for himself. But he got to be a married man with a couple of kids, and his life didn't turn out the way that his dreams had worked out. And all of a sudden, his ordinary life turned to extraordinary when some bad things happened. And the scene that we're about to see is George Bailey. His life has turned extraordinary in a negative way. And he's feeling like his life really doesn't matter. Your life matters this morning because God created you. And as we look at our text in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul writes to the church at Ephesus. And I want you to look at verse number 3 with me. Verse number 3 with me. The Bible says that praise be to the God of our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. God created you to live a life of blessing. Listen, can you put that verse up for me there, verse number 3? The Bible declares praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Your life matters because you were created to give God praise. You were created to give God praise. We were created to be people of praise. Until you learn the power of praise as a believer, you'll never really know the significance of your relationship with God. 
You know, a lot of people, I watch them during a worship experience, and they'll stand and they'll watch the worship team like it's a performance. And what that tells me is that you've never truly experienced the power and the presence that there is in worshiping God in abandonment. You see, what God is looking for this morning is people who will worship him with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their strength. The psalmist David in Psalms chapter 86 declared, I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy toward me. I will praise you, O God, with all my heart. See, you were created by God for praise. There is tremendous power in your mouth when you begin to turn your complaints to a praise. You see, the tendency of our life, like George Bailey, was to look at the negative, the the bad things that, that happened in his life, and he couldn't make sense of it. He couldn't see the purpose behind it. He, he couldn't see how that God could turn it for good. As a matter of fact, one scene in the movie when he's standing on the bridge, he says, God, I'm not much of a praying man, but, you know, if you're up there. You see, he didn't really know the God of creation. He didn't know the God of creation who was worthy of all of his praise. The psalmist David declared, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. You see, you were created for a life of blessing. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love the language here. The language here is actually very Trinitarian. Everyone say Trinitarian. It just means the triunity of the Godhead. We believe that God God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is one God. He is one God who has manifested himself in the flesh through his son Jesus and who now lives and dwells in the hearts of his people by his Spirit. I'll actually pray this way in my life. I sometimes pray this way on a Sunday morning, but I find myself praying this way even in my own personal life. I'll pray like this, Father, I thank you for creating me and giving me a purpose. Thank you that you sent your only son, Jesus, to die and to give his life for me. Jesus, I thank you and praise you for all that you've done on my behalf and that you've given me access to your heavenly Father. And Jesus, I thank you that you promised that you would never leave me alone and that you would give me your spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you live and dwell in me and you're doing a work that only you can do. That's the heart of Paul here. He's expressing thanksgiving and praise to his God. You see, your life matters this morning because you have been blessed by God himself. You've been blessed by God himself. Look at this verse number three. It said, bless who blesses us with every spiritual blessing. Who blesses? Everyone say blesses. The word bless here means to make happy, to make prosperous, to experience favor. God created you, and God spoke over you. He speaks blessing over your life. We give him praise because our Heavenly Father blesses us with every spiritual blessing of heaven. Our first candle that we lit this Advent two weeks ago, uh, this, last, this last past Sunday, was the candle of hope. One of the blessings of Christ this morning is a hope that we have in a preferred future. We have hope this morning as believers that this life as we know it now is not all there is. As a matter of fact, there is an unseen world that is much more real than the seen world that we see. You see, because the life of hope brings us peace. That when we're going through trials, when we're going through difficulties, when we're walking through the stuff of life, we have a peace of God that passes all understanding. 
You see, when you lack peace in your life, it's the reality to me in my life when I'm lacking peace is that I haven't turned it over to God. I haven't given that situation or that circumstance to God. One of the blessings that God gave us was not only that he fills us with hope and peace, but he also turns our sorrow into joy. The Bible declares that the joy of the Lord is your strength. A person can tell me that they're a believer. A person can tell me that they, they know Jesus. But if there's no joy in their life, then something isn't working. You see, you can have a head knowledge, but when it goes from the head to the heart, it produces a joy. And the Bible declares that it becomes a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Sometimes I just, I'll have a smile on my face. I'm like, what am I happy for? I mean, what am I happy for? I've been saved. God's transformed me. God's given me a wonderful family. God's given me awesome kids. God's given me a church family that loves me. And even through the difficulties and the challenges of life, I know that God is with me. Joy is your strength. Joy is your source. And it, it is only found when you recognize that God, the God of our, fa- the God of our Father, the God of, of our Savior, blesses us with every spiritual blessing. And then He gives us faith through His Son our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, this morning we have every spiritual blessing. This love for Jesus, this spiritual blessing comes from being with Him. Being with Him. Bless who blesses us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Everyone say in Christ. It's in Christ alone that you find the blessings of God. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless his people. The psalmist declares that God blesses his righteous cause. And when you are walking uprightly with God, the word declares that he will withhold no good thing from you. This is the confidence that we have in him. That when we're in a right relationship with him, whatever we ask in his name, he'll give to us. You see, there's that sense this morning that because we are in him, our life matters. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. Your life matters this morning because God created you for significance. Your life matters this morning because God created you for significance. He chose you today. So many people, so many people waste their life running after the wrong pursuits, looking for pleasure, looking for fame, looking for financial success, or whatever, whatever cause that people run to in our culture, looking for significance and meaning. Every person deep inside has a desire for significance. George Bailey, in the movie, we find that he actually is, at the end of the movie, he does discover his significance. But it was a process, it was a journey that he had to walk through. Too many people waste their life, and they get to the end of their life with so many, so many regrets. A wasted life is a broken life, is a disappointed life. Don't wait till you get to the end of your life. God, is there a better way? There is a better way. You know, this kind of is an extreme example of someone who's at the end of disappointment and discouragement because they don't understand that God created them to be in Him, to be with Him to be in him, to know him, to serve him, and to fulfill the purpose that he created them for. This past week, this week, this last week, we had a report of a young girl, 13 years of age, 13 years of age, and who attended Faith Christian Academy where Tom was the worship te- or the music teacher a couple of years ago. A 13-year-old girl took her own life, 
a year ago this time, my second cousin, my first cousin's daughter, 19-year-old daughter, took a gun, a gun that they had been practicing shooting with the day before, and put it to her head and blew her brains out. I mean, suicide during this time of year is a real, a real possibility for some people because they don't understand that God created them for a wonderful life. They don't understand that God created them to be in Him. Look what he says here. He chose us in him before the creation of the world. Before the creation of the world, God created you for a plan, for significance, and for a purpose. The word there, the words are holy and blameless. The word holy means to be set apart. It's the word hagios in the Greek. It means to be a saint. It means to be a called out one, separated for a significance and for a purpose. A significant purpose. God created you, his child. He chose you before the foundations of the world, before God ever thought of the world, before he ever created anything on this planet. God thought about about you. That's the awesomeness of God. You see, there are many who will deny the existence of God today, but where does that lead them? It leads them to nihilism and to no hope. All over Europe today, people are being buried because they bought into a nihilistic worldview. Basically, you live this life and die, and that's it. And they're being buried all over Europe today in unmarked graves. The whole concept of of cremating, and I'm not making judgments about it, but so much of the whole concept of cremation and people desecrating the body in that kind of way at the very end has to do with that there is no sense of significance to the end. There is no eternal life. What does it really matter? I live in this life and I die and that's it. No, I want you to know you were created in Him. You were created to be holy, holy and blameless. The word blameless there has to do with with a freedom from sin. You were created to be blameless before God. You see, Jesus took it all for you. Jesus took it. Go ahead and go back to that last point number two. Jesus took it all for you. Jesus created you. He made you. He loved you. And I want you to know this morning as we are in him, our purpose is found in him. You see, in the temple, there were utensils that were set apart for God. They were considered to be holy. And because those were holy, they had a special purpose. Ordinary utensils that would be used in someone's home became extraordinary when they were used for the services of God. You see, your life this morning may seem like an ordinary life, but when you commit it to the Master, your life that's ordinary becomes extraordinary, and you become significant. You see, because we are in Him this morning, because He is eternal, we have eternal life. Because we are in Him this morning, He is righteous. Therefore, He has declared us to be righteous. Because this morning we are in Him. He is our King and reigns over all. He establishes His co-heirs with Him. Because He is the Holy One of God, He has also said that we are holy. And because He is without sin, He's also declared us to be blameless in His sight. The director of this movie, Frank Capra, actually said that he directed and rewrote the script of this movie. It's very interesting how this movie came into the public light because in 1947, it was a total failure. It was a total bomb. It cost $3.5 million to make, and it only netted $3.3 million at the box office. It got reviews that were kind of disparaging, and right after the war, people weren't just, they just weren't into it. And, and, and this movie went onto the shelf, and in 1973, it, it ran out of copyright. And because of the company that owned the copyright was in bankruptcy, someone failed to renew the copyright. 
And for the next 20 years, 25 years, this movie has, was shown thousands of times as networks and television stations across America realized that they could show this movie for free. And see, what was one person's failure became another person's blessing. And the fact is, this morning, this movie, this movie really clearly states that every person is created for a purpose. And this morning, we're using this as our theme to a wonderful life in God. You see, your life matters this morning. Your life matters because you were destined to be God's child. He chose you to be his child. Look at verse number 5. By adoption and love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the attention of his will. You've been adopted into God's family. You've been brought into God's family. And it's all because of his grace. I want you to look at verses 6 and 7 with me. Just look at these verses. The Bible says, to the praise of Of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves, in accordance with the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. The result of our salvation, the result of us being chosen by God and destined by God, is all because of his grace. It's all because of his grace that he lavished on us, his unmerited favor. There's none righteous. There's not one. My wife was telling me this week at, before she met me that her and some of the kids from the Bible college that she was with, that she, they would go into a juvenile detention center and she would take her guitar and she would lead in a little song, a little song that I even sang as a boy. And I remembered it this morning. And as I began to sing the song to myself, it brought tears to my eyes because it's about the grace of God. The song simply states, grace, grace. God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse with them. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Grace. God lavished grace on you because he predestined, he ordained for you to be his child. That's all about the grace of God. It's all about the kindness of God. It's all about the generosity of God. There is no other way to a wonderful life. Even when you become a believer, you must understand that everything we have is a gift of God. If you have a family, it's a gift of God. If you have a house to live in, it's a gift of God. When you begin to live with the understanding that it's all about the grace, the grace, the unmerited favor of God, you can sing that old hymn, grace, grace, God's grace, grace, grace that pardons and cleanses within, grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all your sin. It's greater than all your sin. You see, the fact is today you need the grace of God. I need the grace of God. When I was a young Bible college student and I just started my ministry, my wife and I went to a New Year's Day party. And and at this New New Year's Day party, there was a very well-known Bible teacher and and Bible scholar. His name was Dr. Kevin Connors. He was in the latter part of his life. And a guy like that who has years and years of experience and teaching the Word of God. and He's got a brilliant mind. I, I thought, well, I could ask him one really brilliant question. You know, one really started asking one really smart question. And I, I thought, well, you know, what would I ask him? And, and so I remember I sat up next to him and I said, Dr. Connors, I, I said, you know, in all the truths and the revelation that God has given to you over the years, what, what do you think is the most you know, remarkable truth? What is the most powerful truth? He just looked at me. And I mean, without missing a beat, he just said, grace, don't you think? Grace, don't you think? 
grace. Tell them about the grace of God. Your life matters today. You need the grace of God. You've been ordained of God. You've been chosen of God. He lavishes grace upon his children. He wants to lavish his grace on you today. You see, maybe this Christmas season, I don't know what kind of father you had in life. I don't know what kind of Christmases you had growing up as a child. Some of mine were good. Some were not so good. I had a heavenly father who tried his best and fell short. Maybe you had a, a great earthly father. My, my earthly father tried and, you know, made mistakes. But through all that, through all the things that my earthly father did, I, I always had a heavenly father. And although I didn't always acknowledge my heavenly father as I've grown and my relationship with God, as I understand that he's adopted me and chosen me and he's lavished his grace on me, his grace is truly amazing this morning. I want you to take something away with this. this morning. I want you to take something home. I want you to put those last points up there. I want you to, to write this down. I want you to get a pen. I want you to write this down this morning. I want you to go home this weekend. I want, every day, I want you to do these three things. It's a really simple, it's a really simple homework assignment. I want you to first to give God thanks for creating you to live a life of blessing. I want you to do that. Can you do that this week? Can you just take this, take this little homework assignment? And I want you to say, God, thank you for your grace. Thank you that you created me to live a life of spiritual blessing. I want you this week to thank God for choosing you to live a life of significance. He created you to be holy. He created you to be separated for a purpose and a plan, a life of significance. And I want you to thank God that you can experience His marvelous grace. Thanks for listening to this message, Your Life Matters, with lead pastor Eugene Smith. For service times and more information about City Church Orlando, please visit our website anytime at orlandocitychurch.com or call 407-321-9600.